There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Let's get ready to rumble! He's the fastest man on the planet. He did up there, rabbits. Yes, yes, hello, hello. New intro, eight days away from the season starting, less than a week away from Teamless Tuesday. This is what we've all been building for. It seems like so long ago that the final whistle for Origin happened, but in reality, it's a shorter preseason. I've been missing footy dearly. I'm sure you guys have too. Um, really, really excited for the season, as we are every year, and then I think round five comes around and all the super coach prep we've done is just thrown out the window and we start uh, going off the cuff a little bit, but... I wanted to touch on a topic that I have been looking forward to covering for a while, and it's it's the idea of running a non-scoring player, an NPR, enough, whatever you guys want to call it, on your bench when you're building your sides from round one. Now, these are the guys like your, your Joseph Sawalis, your Sam Walkers, your Ben Trevojevic's, all guys that probably won't get named come round one. Um, so you are basically putting them there on the premise that they are going to come into your side later when they get named. Now, there's many pros and cons for picking uh, a, low, a low-priced, a low non-scoring player. I'm going to run over those today. I'm going to give my overall thought process as to why I do it or why I don't do it. Uh, I'm going to give you guys a little bit of advice, and then you can take that and run with it if you want. Or if you want to, if you want to keep these non-scoring guys in your side, then by all means, go for it. But I thought I'd give you both options and, uh, and the pros and cons of each. So... The first pro would be, obviously, they cost 173k. They are basement price. They are going to free up more money in your squad. So, therefore, you can strengthen your 13. You can get out to an early lead. You can have a better side than most people um, that play with a with a more balanced bench. So, if you're stacking your bench with guys that don't score and a cost cheap, yeah, you're going to have a stronger 13. On the counter, the the negative of this is you don't make money from these guys. Now, Supercoach is all about uh, making money from your bench and building towards the season. No one, uh, talk to all winners, no one wins it in round one. The guys that generally have the highest score in round one are very, very, very rarely there and thereabouts at the end of round 26. Now, I know that in my most successful seasons, um, I've been outside the top 10k for the first couple of weeks, just because the guys above me have been building sides based off their 13 and their 13 alone. So, I guess you have to weigh up whether you want to be chasing points or chasing money. These cheapies that basically will be playing in the first 8 to 10 weeks, the guys like Sawali and Walker that won't be, these guys, like Stefano, uh, like Peter Holler, for example, if they get good game time, they're going to make you 150 to 200k in that first 10 weeks, and you can sell them. So you can buy them 180k, you can sell them for 400, and you can use that money to upgrade a, to a gun. So that's why if you guys look at some of the best players' teams at the end of the year, they will have 13 stacked full of good players. And that's not because they get more money to spend than you, it's because they've managed it better throughout the year. They've made money from their cheapies, and they've sold them for guns, and that's when you can start 
uh, bringing in the non-playing players. You can start cheapening down your squad because at the end of the year, making money isn't the priority. It's making points. You can trim down your team a lot better at the end of the year than you can trim it at the start. Personally, I think you're shooting yourself in the foot uh, dramatically by not picking a solid bench. I've said it time and time again to people who have sent me their teams. I suggest the best strategy is building from your bench, getting, making sure you have a solid foundation of guys there that will make you money, and worst comes to worst that you will have to play. So, obviously, someone like Stefano from the Tigers, you are not going to be picking him in your 13 or your 17. You're going to put him there. He's going to make you money throughout the season. Think of someone like a Britain Nakora from prior years. He was a basement price cheapie. He started on the edge for the Sharks, made Supercoach owners a bunch of cash two years ago. Another one that comes to mind is Charnzickle Clogstad from the same year, uh, Payne Haas as well. These are guys that you buy cheap that, that become great or great scorers and, and have a great price tag that you can eventually sell on for, for better players. So that is, I guess, the main concern with running a cheap player is I feel that you're putting yourself behind the eight ball Look, yeah, you can say that you save a trade when they eventually get named, but the beauty of Supercoach is you get three weeks um, before a player rises. So you can basically watch those guys for two weeks, see if they're going to score well, then you can bring them in without them having a price rise. So let's take someone like Harry Grant from the Storm. Obviously not a cheapie, but it's the same principle. He is injured for the first three weeks, so he will be not playing in those first three weeks. So... Round four, he probably will come back. That's his first scoring week. Round five is his second. So basically, you can have five weeks, the three that he is out with injury, and the two before he gets a price rise, to look at him and work out whether you want him in your side. Just because a player is named doesn't mean that they are going to affect your side. So let's say you are looking at Harry Grant. Like I said, you get five weeks to really look at your squad and make some money from your cheapest swap grade to Harry Grant rather than bringing him in the first week he is back. The next... I guess, option to look at is the VC loophole system. And for you guys that don't know what the VC loophole system is, it's basically where you can maneuver your team around to get your vice captain's score. So let's say your vice captain is Nathan Cleary, for example, and he plays on a Thursday night, and Nathan Cleary has a fantastic game and and scores 130. Let's say he has a hand in all of Penrith's attack and, and does a couple of things himself. So he scores 130, and you're sitting there thinking, damn, I wish I put the captaincy on Nathan Cleary. Now, with the VC loophole system, you can potentially get that 130 turned into 260 off the back of Nathan Cleary's score. The way you do this is you must be having a player in your side that doesn't score. So this goes back into that first point that I made, that if you're going to sacrifice uh, making money, you can potentially use this VT loophole system. So let's say Nathan Cleary scores at 130 on a Thursday, and your captain is James Sesco, and he's playing on a Sunday afternoon, and you have Joseph Sawali as your non-playing reserve. So what you do is you sub off one of your center wings, you bring in Sawali, who's obviously going to score you zero points, but you put the captain on him anyway. So when the when the whistle uh, blows for full time, Sawali has scored zero points. He hasn't taken the field. Uh, therefore, you don't have a captain for that week. So then the Supercoach uh, app, it uh, refigures your team and you get that captaincy score from Cleary because he was your vice captain. Now that sounds phenomenal. You get 260 for a guy that was just your vice captain. Um, but Sawali has come on and scored zero, so you think, awesome, this isn't an issue. You need to replace Sawali, like you need to have someone that scores there, so you don't get to pick who this is, it is your lowest scoring bench player. So let's say you have someone like a Bally Simonson or a David Fusatua on your side, or, or even someone like a Stefano. Let's say that week that he Stefano only gets 
10 minutes of game time, and he only scores 6 points. Unfortunately, that means you get Stefano's score as the replacements for Suwali. So you may get Cleary's 130 into 260 as a captain, but you also get uh, Stefano's score of 6. Now, that's what's called an, uh, an auto-emergency or an AE. Now, when you refer to someone as an AE nightmare, uh, think of someone like um, Tex Hoy, for example, when he was playing off the bench last year, only got limited time. It's an AE nightmare is someone that will score very, very low on your side, and therefore hurt the loop chances. So, like I said, this is why you see experienced players have really, really solid 13s at the end of the year, and maybe only five options on the bench. So your four reserves and one other, and that one other will most likely be a gun. That's why when that way when they loop, the VC uh, will still get the double to score, but the AE will be a very, very solid gun. So you're trading someone out and getting probably a 55-plus score. The VC loophole can only be done if you're... Uh, non-playing player plays after your vice captain. It's not going to work before, and it also won't work if they take the field. Let's say they take the field for one minute of the game. You are stuck with that score as captain. I saw horror stories last year of guys that, that put their captaincy on a player they didn't think was playing. They were named last minute, five minutes before the game, and they were brought on for a minute or two, and unfortunately that player copped a score of one or two, and they had the captaincy on them. So you need to be making sure if you're doing this VC loophole that your captain uh, will not be playing when you when you sub them in. So I guess they're the big pros and cons of running a cheap non-playing player so early on. Personally, I don't think it's a viable option because if your strategy is to do it with the VC loophole, your early on cheapies are so volatile, they're not going to be consistent. You're not going to be able to bank on them making a solid 30 to 40 to cover your VC loop. So Personally, I don't think that the idea of running these cheap guys, these Walkers, these Suwalis, these Travojeviches are really worth it so early on. I think you can wait until they get named, you get two weeks to look at them and then bring them in. Yeah, you burn a trade, but you save the headache of, of the situation I've just explained. You also save the headache of not having the cash to upgrade your guns eventually too. So personally, I wouldn't be running one of these cheap guys. I always say to the people sending me in their teams, Let's just build from the bench. Let's get a solid foundation of cheapies that are going to play and let them work in the background. And if Sawali gets named round six, round seven, and he comes in and scores 50-50, then you get the chance to bring him in for still that basement price before he goes up. But that's just my thoughts on the non-cheapy reserve, the NUF, the NPR, whatever you want to call it. My thought process behind whether you guys should bring them in or not. If you guys still feel that you want to be running that loophole option, by all means, go for it. Um, But they're just my two cents and... That's everything for today, guys. Keep your friends close and keep your pods closer and bring on the season. Only eight days left. That's all, folks. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.